0: Hello ladies and gentle nerds. It's your boy Graham also known as HamHawks42 on the internet and we are here with another edition of Overthinking MTG where I go out to Gatherer, the official database for Magic the Gathering, take a look at a random card and then talk about it for 10 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and scroll on down to our random card button, everybody's favorite. Go ahead and hit it. And what are we in for today? Seedborn Muse. All right, here is a wonderful card. Um, it, it's great when, it's great when good cards come up because man, sometimes we have uh, some conversations about some interesting pieces. So Seedborn Muse, if you're not familiar, it is a creature spirit. It is a two four for three generic and two green. So two four for five untap uh, and then in the in the text box it is untap all permanents you control during each other player's untap step. So as you can imagine this is bonkers. You can do some crazy good stuff with this. So what it allows you to do is create all kinds of instant speed nonsense and just keep your opponent On their toes. Now, this is good in a one-on-one kind of environment because it frees up your mana on their turn for counterspells or for combat tricks, your giant growths, um, your strength of oak, those kinds of things. But it's, it's absolutely bananas and completely insane when you're in a multiplayer setting. Because what that means is no matter what you do, On every single turn, you are going to have access to all of your mana. And beyond that, it's not just your mana. It's not just lands. If it was just your lands like Wilderness Reclamation, which we're seeing in Standard right now, that would be good. It would still be very good. It'd be very playable. It would still be great, even. However, this is Untap All Permanence. So that includes. Creatures with activated abilities, that includes your artifacts, that includes just every, everything you have, all of your permanents. So you could have a card like, I mean, there. I'm sure there are just dozens upon dozens, if not hundreds, of incredibly busted ways to abuse this in situations like Commander, where you have four or five players all going before you do. But the very first thing that comes to mind is just nice and simple... Arcanus the Omnipotent. He's a wizard that can tap to draw you three cards. If you're playing in a four person game, these two alone will allow you to draw nine cards before you even get to your turn. That's insane. And that's not that crazy. Like that that is not the the most bonkers use of this card. Seaborn Muse is absolutely fantastic. And it's actually part of a cycle that oftentimes gets forgotten. And there's one from that cycle. And this was originally printed in Legions, which, if I'm not mistaken, was back in 2003. One of the things that's especially great about this cycle was I believe every color had one. I don't. To be fair, I don't remember what most of the Muses are because Seaborn Muse really took the cake. This thing was everybody's favorite, top to bottom. I have one, though, that has a soft spot in my heart, which is Graveborn Muse, which is a 3-3 spirit in black for two it's two or two generic and two black so it costs four total for a three three with the ability at the beginning of your upkeep lose x life and draw x cards where x is the number of zombies you control so i think part of the reason that that card hasn't seen a lot of love and a lot of play is because well for one people assume because it's zombie synergy that it needs to go into a zombie deck and as a result they end up you know drawing seven eight nine cards on their turn but as a result also losing seven eight or nine life and then they end up dying because they got got greedy with the graveborn muse out or maybe they didn't have a sack engine so that aspect of it is just not very good but what a lot of people don't realize is it's a phyrexian arena on a body if you only have two or three zombies in your whole deck that card rules but the other element that really overshadowed this thing really overshadowed graveborn muse was seedborn muse this card is just so ridiculously good all the other muses got to just sit back and deal because it's just fantastic to the point where it was even reprinted in the recent commander set which um, in the 2019 commander set and you know the price dropped when it first When that precon first hit, but if I'm not mistaken, it's back up. Um, I don't know right off the top of my head, but it's just this is one of those cards where it'll always be valuable. You will always find a home for this, and especially in products like Commander, where you have a lot of different turns and a lot of different untap steps, you're just getting free untap steps. That's just raw value. Like she herself doesn't tap or you know doesn't tap for anything specific, but that doesn't mean you know it's not that you couldn't attach equipment to her or enchantments to her that allow her to tap for stuff, if that was valuable. Yeah, the, the possibilities here are just borderline to en- borderline endless. And then you can copy... Th- you can also stack it on top of things like Wilderness Reclamation, which is going to be untapping all your lands anyway. So if you time it out right, man, you can get some crazy value out of this. Um, yeah, oh, and then go ahead and combine that with a Vidalcan Ori... Um, or a Ley Line of Anticipation so all of your things have flash. Because if you're casting every single thing out of your hand with flash, you basically just get free turns on all of your opponent's turns. You have some kind of engine that can draw you cards, and seriously, you're going to have more productive turns on your opponent's turns than you're going to have on your own turn. That is just so good. So yeah, this card rules. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, oh, and the so the flavor text from the original the original Invasion uh, printing. Actually, the Invasion block, or not Invasion, I'm sorry, Legion, Legion, Legions, Legions, I think, I think it was plural. The cool thing about Legions was that set, every single card in that entire set, if you go back and look at, you know, if you look back through the archives, um, every single card in that entire set was a creature. And that was because in the Onslaught block, which it was a part of, Tribal synergies were the big thing, and so just as the name Legions would suggest, it's all about, it was all about just waves upon waves of creatures. It was all about just as many creatures as you could get, and so it was a very creature-heavy block, and with Legion, which was actually the second in the in the block, they... Um, yeah, they actually printed nothing but creatures. So every single card in the whole thing was a creature. It was kind of kind of fun. It was it was a neat little gimmick, um, which I didn't really realize until somebody pointed it out. And I cracked a fair number of those packs back in the day. Never never opened a Seaborn Muse, unfortunately. That would have been pretty great. But um, so the the flavor text is: Her voice is wilderness, savage and pure. Kamal, Druid Acolyte. Generally speaking, if Kamal's involved, I'm down. That guy rules. He's fantastic uh he's he's a very powerful card you have this the idea that he was this like bloodthirsty pit fighter who became like one with nature and like super cool and uh, it basically went from red to green which is not an illogical step but it's kind of cool in one character how that can happen um yeah and so here he's referring to her voice is wilderness savage and pure i do love the idea of the wilderness of nature being pure despite its savagery there's almost this implication that civility or civilization as we know it today is somehow tainted somehow impure i find that interesting yeah, meanwhile, the wilderness, savage and pure. You know what? I got to say, whoever did the flavor text, when I first read it, I was like, meh, that's fine, I guess. Like, maybe maybe a little heavy-handed, but the more I look at it, the more I think about it. You know what? There's something to that. That's actually a nice little piece of poetry. Uh, whoever over at Wizards came up with that one, good work. Good on you. Um, the art, art uh, done by Adam Rex, it would turn out. And uh, So let's see what rulings we have on this thing. All right, so in 2004, which makes sense, this was shortly after this was printed, um, other effects can prevent a permanent from untapping during an untap step. You do need to look carefully, however, as many effects say that the permanent does not untap during its controller's untap step. And this card's ability occurs during other player's untap steps. If a card does say this, then Seaborn Muse can untap it but some other abilities are not written this way and can still prevent a card from untapping. Wow. That is a complex way of saying read your tap-down cards very carefully, because something like Frozen Solid might not freeze this. Uh, that's really fascinating. Or Dehydration. Maybe Seedborn use Hydrates. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was a weird cut for anybody who played back in like 7th and 8th edition. Anyway, that's an interesting ruling there. The idea that you could tap things down and the player's untap step will not untap it. However, a Seedborn Muse trigger on another player's untap step will. That's really interesting. The level of semantic detail that you have to get into with some of these cards is really shocking. Like, I love the the differences between like targeting versus you know coming into play, affecting something. Like, I don't know. We'll get. I'm sure we will get into more on that as we go. Um, but yeah, just the the other one, just the difference between playing a card and casting a card, the fact that those are different things, I find really shocking and, and interesting. Anyway, all semantics. but um, So that this is a great example of that. They don't untap during your untap step. They do untap during everybody else's, which is a thing that normally shouldn't happen. But Seedborn Muse is fantastic, and so it does that. Then there's another ruling from 2007, which is interesting. So it was still getting some play. Presumably in like an extended environment or, well, because I don't know that modern was a thing at this point. Anyway, all your permanents untap during each other player's untap step. You have no choice about what untaps. Ooh, that's another interesting thing. So if you have a card like Vidalkin Shackles, for example, that has an ability where you can tap it and you can choose to not untap it during your untap step. And as long as it remains tapped, you can control a creature that falls within certain certain parameters. But that creature is only yours as long as your Vidalcan Shackles remains tapped. The moment your Vidalcan Shackles untaps, the original owner gets control of their creature back. And so here's so this is speaking to that, basically saying, well, actually, 2007 was short. It was um, Mirrodin would have been well, would have been around for a little bit by this point. But I wouldn't be surprised if Vidal Shackle's actually was the card that that uh, that caused this to be the case, or caused this ruling to be published. Um, Yeah, it's basically saying if it's another person's untap step and you're taking advantage of Seaborn Muse's effect, all of your stuff untaps, even if you would normally have the option of leaving it tapped during your tap um, your untap phase. Yeah, there are a number of cards that do that. There's Kill Switch. There's Coffin Queen. There's there there that's a very common effect the idea of tapping and you know a particular ability or particular effect staying on the battlefield as long as the creature or the object remains tapped that's not uncommon so anyway so yeah this has been a good one guys i really dig seedborne muse it's just a great card and unfortunately i don't have any and let me tell you what i would you know i can i can find some places for the for these um yeah Just a damn good card. Alright, well thanks so much for hanging out. I appreciate it as always. My name is Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. I stream live on Twitch every morning from 5.30 to 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time because I am a maniac. And uh, you can find me over at twitch.tv slash HamHawks42. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Later.